0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss! Winner for the Cardinals. And there it is in the left field. Missed number 3000. A run of Smith, courts one in right. Down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. A high pop ball. The corner's there. The Cardinals won the pennant!
1: The Cardinals won the pennant! The Cardinals won the pennant! Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss! The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit.
0: Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011.
1: Hello, Cardinal fans, and welcome to a Tuesday edition of Our Ruffled Feathers, coming to you from the Patio Studios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans everywhere. Brought to you by our good friends at InnovatedCompanies.com. I want to thank Randy and Stephanie Green for their continued support of our show. Always uh, taking care of their community, especially during the holidays. Uh, That's why we are proud to be associated with them. I want to make sure we remind all of our military and first responders out there about the InnovatedCompanies.com discount, 15% off uh, your total bill. Uh, just make sure you show your uh, proper identification to them for that, and uh, they're going to get you taken care of. Whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial, Randy Green and com is the name you know and trust. Give them an opportunity for your business today. That's our good friends at InnovativeCompanies.com. Uh, always bringing it uh, from the two birds on a bat uh, crew here and um, ruffled feathers as uh, it's funny when – we talked about the concept of this show and making it about the fans and where they're at and all this. Um, and we were talking about names and things like this and you know, that's a term that you use Well, you get your feathers ruffled or whatever. I don't mind telling you that thinking about what people get their feathers ruffled about it, let's face it, you know, in game decisions, you know, there's 162 games, things don't always work out. People are always second guessing managers. You get all bent out of shape. That's fine. But it's really the off-season, especially it seems like around here, that makes me think of people getting their feathers ruffled. And um, I think right now is a prime example of why we did the show. So I, I could be wrong, but let me welcome in my cohort in crime, Ron Nuttall, and find out if he's in agreement with me on this topic. Ron, um, uh, This the, t- I think right now is a prime example. And I'm going to tell you, Madison Baumgartner is a prime example of why I, I thought the name Ruffled Feathers was a good name.
0: Um, it is the uh oh, hang on a second.
1: Oh man, I thought Sorry. we had, we got I thought we had breaking news. Bumgardner <laughs> to the Cardinals, hundred million for four years. No, that's not it. All right.
0: Oh, somebody pestered me. Uh, oh, okay, you know,
1: well, we can handle that. What uh,
0: What great timing for a show, though, Jim? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, winter meeting. you Know that. You know, everybody has their wish list, and we don't hear the Cardinals come up, or we hear it come up in a way that we don't want to hear. Um, yeah, it, it uh, the newsfeed's much longer today, uh, and really starting yesterday, um, with everybody just giving their opinion on where the Cardinals aren't showing up at, and and a few surprising um, mentions here. Uh, I want to get into one a little bit later about what they could potentially be looking at, and it scratched <laughs> my head a little bit, but we, I'm sure we'll we'll get into all of it.
1: Well, what they're potentially looking at is my social media tweet of the day and it's going to come from a a friend of the show a real friend of the show but you know listen I you know first and foremost when it comes to Madison Bumgarner here's what I will say and I saw something last night that really made me laugh and I agree with it 100% so here's the thing the the reason I brought up Bumgarner as the as the just most amazing what's the word I'm looking for here the most amazing um ideal of what ruffled feathers is about is because like the cart like if they like they're, you're talking about a guy that might command a hundred million dollars and somehow we're linked to him. And it's more than smoke because it, it, somehow we're linked to him, but yet people are complaining. <laughs> it's like the Cardinals don't spend any money. They don't do anything. Now they're talking about doing this. And then people aren't, I mean, people like the, here it is in the nutshell, just say what you really want to say and that is I want the Cardinals to do what I want them to do. Don't say they don't like I've said this once before. Don't say they don't spend money because they do spend money. Okay? They spent 170 something million dollars last year. Okay? 170 something million dollars last year. Um now we can complain about how they spent it. Absolutely we can. <laughs> Absolutely, we can. But if you can't win with 170-something million-dollar payroll, something's wrong. Because here's the other thing: there's been plenty of teams prove they can't win with a 200 million-dollar payroll. Right. Okay. So, but the Madison Bumgarner thing to me is, like I said, I, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it's it's what it is. I, I can't, I I just can't get it through my head how if you were to sign him. Like, listen, is he on the top of my list? No. But if they signed him, I wouldn't be unhappy. And I've said it once, and I'll say it again. People are like, Hit, pitching's not the problem. Pitching's not the problem. Well, go look at what a lot of good teams do. They don't reach for areas just – we did that. Like, see, I think yeah. that's what was the conversation that was on social media the other day, and everybody was going back and forth about Bernie and something he said, and it's like, no, I I don't. But what I do believe is, is that we all reached for Dexter Fowler because he was – you know, the best of what was available. Well, just because it's the best of what's available doesn't mean it's what you should do. You know, and here's the thing. You say, okay, well, then if we're going to stretch, let's stretch where we need something. Let's stretch where we need a, a third baseman. Well, but you have one. Whether you like him or not, you have one. And you can never have enough pitching. Never have enough pitching. So I I don't care. And Tony said did you see that last night? They put that out there last night. They said, Artie Marino comes to you and says, okay, coach, it's gonna cost us $300 million or whatever it was. That the price is six years, $280, 7 years, whatever it is for Garrett Cole. What do you say? And he said, you know, as I always say, if it's not my money, spend it. It's not my money, spend it. Let's go. Like, see, that's my thing. It's like let them spend it if they want to spend it. I I, like, I don't understand. Well, that's how we got here, Jim. Okay. That that's fine, but at least they're trying. Like, you know, all these other – like, there's all kind like, they could do nothing. You want them to do nothing? People act like if they don't do anything, then they're going to be able to do something else. Well, that, well, they've proven that's not the case either. It's almost like when you go to the store with, with your parents when you were a kid and you went to buy that one thing. Like, I remember being a kid – and this – I'm going to show my age – and Atari was big, and, like, I'll never forget, Pac-Man came out on Atari. And I mean to tell you – Like, you couldn't find it. I remember my, God love my mom, she drove all over. She drove to five venture stores, and that'll tell you another, you know, I'm showing the fact that I'm 50 years old. She drove to five venture stores and got to the fifth one and out. So I pick up another game, and my mom says, what are you doing? I said, well, I want this one. She goes, no, you want Pac-Man. And I said, no, I want something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah,
0: yeah, you can't go home That's right.
1: And, right. that, and that's what we did with Dexter Fowler. That's what I feel like we did with Dexter Fowler, right? But there's a little yeah. bit different when it's pitching, yeah. and that's how I feel.
0: Yeah, and no, I, I agree with you, Jim. I mean, you know, we've we've said it on here several times already, and you hear it everywhere, and it's a cliche now in, in baseball, but you never can have too much pitching. We saw what happened. You know, the the starting staff didn't quite shape up the way it was supposed to go out of spring training. We had a couple guys that were injured. Um, one guy was Ended up in the bullpen. He wasn't in the rotation. I'm talking about Reyes. Uh, and then he was hurt for the rest of the year. So that already uh, caused some some shift, right? Uh, Wainwright ended up in the rotation, which was a good thing. But, you know, originally we didn't think he was going to be there. We thought he was going to be out of the bullpen. Um, and Michael Walker probably had a few more starts than what most would have liked to have seen. Um, but, you know, just going this, with Madison Baumgarner, look, I know that, you know, he's played for a bad team over the last several years. Right. And I don't know. I know pitching performances. People look at him a lot and say, well, it's an individual effort. Okay, it is. Um, But here you have a workhorse. Right. I mean, he looked like he dealt with some injuries in 2017 and 18, but he was up over 200 innings last year. Um, But, you know, what I like most about him. He he just he reminds me so much of Chris Carpenter. And it's something this team hasn't had. I know Wainwright's a great leader in a different way. But Chris Carpenter always felt like that Bob Gibson type where he just wasn't going to put up with anybody's shit. And, and I I really look at Bumgarner being the same way. Um, and I think just having his personality, his mental toughness in the, in the clubhouse goes a long way. And I don't know how you really put a value to that. Um, but I, I I like the idea. I would love to see him uh, in a Cardinals uniform. I don't think it will happen. I think you will have other options. Um, but it's not my, it's what it, it, I don't understand it either. It's not our money. So why do we get so bent out of shape? Is it because of a reaction to what we're seeing with um, like the extension to Carpenter that it prevents them from doing other things? I think that's what the anxiety is. Um, even though it is you know, not ours. Well, but
1: that's a great point. But let me, let me say this to you. What is what? Okay. In what world does z- do these fans live in? Like, see, I'm the same way. I look at it and say, like I, I do in one breath, like I'll talk out of both sides of my mouth because I'm a fan, right? Like it's okay to be a fan and sometimes not think, okay, it's okay. Like that's, that's, all of us. So I sit here and in my mind, I sit here and I go Dexter Fowler and Matt Carpenter are really hamstringing this team. Okay. So let's say neither, let's say both of those guys were free agents this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. In what world do we live in that anything the St. Louis Cardinals have ever done in your life would lead you to believe that they would give $30 million a year to Anthony Rendon. In they what world. In what world?
0: Right? Yeah. Well, not this one, Jim. And we've seen how many times they went after the marquee guy or were in the mix. Never got him.
1: Now, Once. I will say, if the timing was perfect, now here's the thing. I will say this if the timing was perfect, okay, um, and those guys were free agents, they might have signed a guy like Mike Mustakis. They might have. Right? Sure. So yes. So yes. You could now, but here's the thing. Real baseball tell real baseball people will tell you that while you know, and again, people aren't going to want to hear this. But real baseball people will tell you, well, I know he's been bad. It, 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 he had an awful year last year, but I don't know that Moustakas is really any better than Carpenter. And and you could debate that all you want. The people yeah. that hate Matt Carpenter are going to go, I think Jim's has lost his mind. And the people that okay. love Matt Carpenter are going to go, yeah, here, you want to come look at these numbers? I can show you. Yeah, okay. But the people that look at the numbers are going to go, okay, you got to, you got to forget about last year. And it's like, no, I don't have to forget about anything because it happened. <laughs> and we dealt, <laughs> and we lived with it. Okay, so, th- th- so that's my point on all this. Like those guys not being here weren't going to make us sign anybody that everybody really wants.
0: Yeah,
1: you know. And I will tell you that this year's market has been interesting, but boy, it sure seems to me like some of these teams have decided. You know what? Like we're going to spend a bunch of money on pitching, because it sure seems to me like some of these younger guys can come up and they can at least play. Yeah. You know, it, it, but the, so again, the whole Madison Bumgarner thing to me is interesting. And like I said, would he be my first choice? Would I rather have Strasburg? Would I rather have Garrett Cole? Well, of course I would, but I'd rather have Bumgarner than Wade Miley. I'd rather have Bumgarner than Michael Waka.
0: I agree on both fronts there, and
1: and um, and I sure hope I'm wrong, but I, I I I everybody's got Dakota Hudson penciled in for the Hall of Fame, but I I just I'm not sure, you know, like yeah. like I if you were to ask a lot of Cardinal fans right now, who'd you rather have in a rotation next year if you had to pick one, Dakota Hudson or Madison Bumgarner? I guarantee almost every one of them picked Dakota Hudson. Some of them I, would some of them would pick Dakota Hudson because they would say, well, I'd rather have Dakota Hudson and then spend that money and upgrade the offense, but they're not going to do that.
0: <laughs> but they're yeah, not. Well, they're not, and, and we've traced this all the way back to, you know, under this ownership group, going all the way back to Mike Hampton when he was a free agent. They were in the mix there. He ultimately went to Colorado because they way overpaid him. Uh, Kevin Brown was another example. They were in on that and, and lost. Um, you know, they just, that's not where they went. Where they score a big name is, you know, it's it's the trade and sign. Um, exactly what they did with Goldschmidt, what they did with Matt Holliday. Now, I know he hit free agency, but he still at least he experienced St. Louis enough to want to wanna go back. Uh, Scott Rowland, Jim Edmonds. I mean, that's that's how they do it, and and I've never, at least in my memory, a marquee free agent. They've never come out with one of those uh, over an off season, not in my memory. Uh, like I said, I
1: I think the thing about the Cardinals, it sure seems to me what they're very uncomfortable with, is is bidding against other teams, mm-hmm. like. I've said this a hundred times over. Who in the hell were they bidding against for Matt holiday To this day, I still don't know who it was.
0: I don't know either, and I'd I have to go back and kind of.
1: No, no, you, you can go back all you want. You can't come up with a, a name of a real team. Like you can come back with a couple of theories, yeah. right? Yeah, but you can't like. And I think that's what bothers the Cardinals is sitting there going, "I'd rather sit there and negotiate with somebody that's on our team." in a, in a mm-hmm. nice setting and say, look, we, we just want to keep you. What will it take to get it done? You know, rather than the whole, well, you know, what's your offer? Well, we're going to go see what they're, you know, I, like that. It just, and again, there's a, that, that, that's okay. Like that's okay. If that's the way they prefer to do business, but I think you got to jump in the pool sooner or later and, you know, and judging by your poll and this is a, this is as fine a time as any to talk about your poll. So we might as well thank our good friends at Adam smokehouse Uh, for their continued support of our show and you know we're so proud to be associated with what i believe is the best barbecue in st louis so get your butt over to watson road open till seven on tuesdays wednesdays and thursdays make sure you inquire about box lunch orders if you want to take care of your office Uh, you could do their catering for any event you may have you you would be loved by all if you uh, had adam smokehouse cater your event they do deliver to certain zip codes as well but in the end, it's everything on the menu that you're going to love. You're going to enjoy the atmosphere if you get over there and, and try it out for yourself. The staff is phenomenal. But everything you try there is going to be excellent, and, and you just can't go wrong. And they treat everybody tremendously over there. And, and I love the fact that we've so many people have contacted us and said, great call. Loved it. It was fantastic. And we all know that St. Louis is, is really starting to have some great barbecue places, numerous of them. They're great. But we're very partial to Adam Smokehouse. They're good to us. We want you guys to give them an opportunity. We feel it's the best barbecue in St. Louis, and that's our good friends over at Adam Smokehouse, St. Louis. Here's your cue. So on that cue, why don't you hit us with the poll? Because uh, I just looked at it, and you know it's going to spark this conversation again.
0: Um, the poll was a really short one this time. Uh, Bumgarner at nine figures, yes or no? Uh, we have good amount of votes, and it looks like about sixty-two percent of those who responded. No, they don't want him. No, nope. They don't want. They don't want him. Uh, a couple. Of, I want to call out a couple of them here. Um, yeah, this is Daniel Denny uh, at Daniel Denny on Twitter. Okay. Uh, his response was: If all you people would watch your own money as closely as you watch the Cardinals, you might be having a nicer Christmas. Uh, sign the guy. He's a proven winner who takes a shot from no one, with the exception of Yachty. St. Louis has none of those on the roster right now. He corrected himself; he yeah. didn't mean to.
1: Yeah, he not meant to be. say he doesn't take shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, thank you for responding to that. We have another one on there, but I think they're kind of saying the same thing. Um, you know, it's what we've been talking about, Jim. We kind of uh, he, sounds like he's he's his line of thinking is along our line of thinking, and it's um, you know, it's their money. What do we care? Get the you know get the get the best option available to you, the best reasonable option available to the Cardinals right now. Um, I know there are others, but. I don't want to repeat myself. I'd love to see Madison Bumgarner. Well, in red. I, I,
1: you know, I, I'll finish the Madison Bumgarner talk with this. Very simple. I mean, I like, he's not at the top of my list of things that I would do this off season. But like I said, if, if my mom and dad took me to a car lot and I had my heart set on a Ferrari, but I left with a pretty nice car, I mean, I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, 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 like, I wouldn't bitch. <laughs> that's how I feel. And, you know, I, I just, now people are going to say, okay, well, let's, if that's the scenario you're going to go with, Jim, what if you already got four nice cars at home? You don't have four nice cars at home. You got one really nice car at home and a bunch of question marks is what you got. That's what you got. So, am I wrong?
0: No, no, not at all. Um, You know, here's the deal,
1: man. If anybody wants to give me a call, (laughs) if anybody wants to give me a call and start putting laying down bets on who will have a better season next year—Bumgardner or Hudson, Bumgardner or Michaelis, Bumgardner or Wainwright, Bumgardner or Carlos Martinez as a starter—I'll take the bets. And and let me say this: I love them all. They're Cardinals. But I can promise you the odds are in my favor, not yours.
0: Yeah, and I'd be right there with you. Um, you know how how stretching. It's not not just who's the left-handed. Like I don't I don't care if they're left-handed or right-handed. Just give me a good. You know, give me give me a good tough pitcher. You know, and and he fits the bill. And like, you know, we you touched on it a bit. You mentioned his name, and that our last show. I know the big decision, but what may determine what the Cardinals might look the most at at the winter meetings started with the checkup on Carlos Martinez which sounds like it went well enough to where he's on a throwing program now so I, I Jim think over this week they're also looking heavily into relief pitchers knowing or at least line of sight to Martinez returning to the rotation so I think their sights are going to be more set on the relief
1: well actually I mean I'm, I'm just throwing this out there the what I took out of it was it's actually the opposite I they, they I, he came out and said they're not going to know if he can start until for a while they really won't know they're not going to know until spring training if he can start or not. Yeah. They've said that. Well, now, what they, now, he's he, he's healthy enough to throw, but they're not going to know until he starts throwing how he bounces back if he can start or not. So, I mean, they're sitting here in limbo, sure. folks. And I, and I, And here's the thing, and this is where I'm going with this. I'm going to ask all of you out there. Do you really want them to sit around until March? Is that what you want them to do? Is that what no. you want them to do?
0: No, no. And and I think that's that's absolutely fair. Like there's a lot more progress they need to see. Right. But I think at least the first call it a check in went well enough to where I believe it'll, it'll put uh, more focus as far as acquisition, perhaps on the relief core. Well, let me Um, ask
1: you this and anybody else out there and they can answer however they want to answer. They can, they can send it into the text line. They can tweet at us. They can go through whatever they want to do. Okay. But let me ask you this. When is the last time? a team had too many really good starters. I'm l- I'm listening. Like, send it to me. Send it to me. Like, you're telling me the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be the first team in I don't know how many years that they're going to go, whoop, too good, too good,
0: too good, too, <laughs> too good. Yeah, to <laughs> we
1: got six starters here. I don't know what we're going to do. Too good. Too good. Yep. Too good. Don't know what we're going to do with all of them. Man, too many good ones. I don't know what we're going to do. This stuff always works itself out; it always does. And and listen, does that mean that unfortunately someone might get hurt? Of course it does, but it's reality. Does that's it mean that? Does it mean that somebody that we thought was going to be really good shits the bed? Well, well, yeah. And who are those guys typically? They're guys that are getting older. They're guys that were young and did per, and, and looked pretty good their first year. I mean, we can go down yep. the list.
0: And they failed to adjust, and um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that question. I would love to see somebody seriously try to answer that. The other question I would have that I don't, I don't have an answer to at all. And that's when's the last time a starting rotation in Major League Baseball started with five guys and played all season with five guys, none of them being injured? Um, I don't know if that's occurred, but I would love to know.
1: No, no, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, okay, so all right. The bottom line is, I think both of us would opened our arms up to Madison Baumgartner but the fans uh, the, the majority of fans in the poll would not. so okay whatever um, and that's fine hey listen this is uh, this is what this is what it is you know this is the show okay so you, everyone is uh, is entitled to their opinion and we're okay with that. so um, happy to oblige. Uh, that being said, Let's take it uh you know what before we do that let's go ahead and remind everybody who we are birdsonabat.com uh once you get there we're going to ask you to subscribe to the show you just click the banner it takes about 30 seconds uh we're hoping all of our listeners have done that if you have not please do so make sure you guys find us on our social media sites at bat show on Twitter if you guys would follow us there we'd greatly appreciate it uh hit us up on Facebook that's always our push type in Two Birds on a Bat, make sure you like our page. If you would invite all of your Cardinal friends to like it as well, we'd appreciate that. But when you see the pin post, that's the show. We're asking you to like it, comment on it, and share it. That's how we kind of uh, work around the the old algorithm there from Facebook and reach more people and try to get more Cardinal fans involved. And a lot of you guys do it, and we appreciate it. Two Birds on a Bat show on Instagram, and, of course, as part of lineupmediagroup.fm, home of your radio, streaming platform for your mobile device. Download it for free today. Uh, you heard me mention Adam Smokehouse earlier. Couldn't do this show without our friends at Gators Baseball Academy. Make sure you check out GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. It's the offseason. It's time to get better. They're located in Missouri and Illinois. So uh, check out what they have going on and see if there's a training program out there that can help you today. Uh, our friend Dr. Kristen I'm actually going to have her in studio, I think, on Monday. I've got a special show lined up. I want to hear how things are going in her house. Uh, you know, If you remember, um, she's the one that that came on and took the time to make sure, especially with Cardinal Cardinals season coming up at the beginning of the year. When you're heading over to those Cardinal games, make sure you're taking care of uh, your skin with sunscreen. Um, even on a cloudy day, even on a cool day, you got to take care of your skin. She wants to remind everybody that it's Skin Cancer Awareness Day. She also has Ula La aging and Wellness Center. She's done uh, so many things for people that really just want to do things for themselves and take care of them. She does that. But if you remember, she has the household with uh, her husband and one of her sons are Cub fans, and then there's her and her other son who are Cardinal fans. So uh, went through the year with her last year and, and the ups and downs, and how nice it was to uh, to watch her celebrate the Cardinals making it to the final four, and the Cubbies nowhere to be found. So, be curious how the offseason's going for her, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see what she's up to. Um, I am uh, curious as we move forward now into some discussion here. So, so let me ask you, okay? I <laughs> I look at this whole thing here, me, you, everybody that that you know, the Madison Bumgarner talk, whatever. Now all of a sudden, too, okay, we've got the whole world freaking out here because I believe Gersh come out. Uh, did this happen today, last night? Maybe you saw it. Um, I guess Carpenter has been uh, announced as our starting third baseman. Is this correct?
0: Um, I'm looking for it right now. I'm reading. Uh, it. Michael
1: Gersh says Matt Carpenter will be the Cardinals' starting third baseman on Opening Day. Boy. So, um, now listen, it, this was expected. You know, it's kind of like, you know what that's like? It's almost like when you're doing really shitty in a class and you know you're failing it, you know you're failing it, but then when the report card comes out and you see the F, you just kind of put your head down and go, oh, shit, right? That's what it feels like.
0: (laughs) That's a good way to put it.
1: Well, I mean, that's what it felt like when I just read it. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Thoughts? (laughs) I'll let you Uh, go first.
0: I, look, I I, I really don't, I I don't like, when they make declarations uh, heading when, when clearly like, we're not, we're not all geniuses out here, but we're not stupid either. Right. And we all know that, you know, Carpenter really struggled last year. He struggled at the beginning and the end of 2018. And to, it's just frustrating to come out and declare a starter, it, but I'm, I, your point is well taken, Jim. It's not a surprise. I don't know why we would be shocked, but it's just disappointing to see, oh, you've already declared it. Um, I, I'm, I'm, kind of, of the, of the mind that you, when there's an issue at any position, I think, so, I think whoever's there should, should have to earn it. Um, I'll say the same thing for center field. I'll say the same thing. It short, if there was another alternative, there's not, but at third base there, there should be, and it should be a competition and your best player should be out there making most of the starts at third base. If it ends up being carpenter, fine. But I, I just don't – it's like the off season when uh, Mosaic declared that Gregerson was their closer. I, are you kidding me? Um, it's not that severe, I don't think, and it's not a shock. But I, I really believe that they're – I don't know. Just my belief, I, 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 I'm happy to be wrong, but I, I think it should be a competition and left field.
1: Well, I would say that – see, <laughs> yes. Let me say this. Um, I, I would assume that if you're going to have – um, players that produce certain numbers over a period of time that it becomes – what's the word I'm looking for here? It almost becomes understood that those players are going to play, right? Um. So if I'm going to, I guess, look at it realistically, if that player has performed well enough that you feel comfortable with him in that role, that's kind of when a guy – is your play is your starter, right? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that Matt Carpenter has done anything in the last uh I'm uh, I'm gonna do some quick math here. It's probably not great math. Four hundred and fifty days? Maybe five hundred days? Has he done anything in five hundred days that would that would make you feel comfortable about him being your starting third baseman in two thousand and twenty? Um you know, so yeah, that, Well, and that's, and that's, that isn't that ultimately what's at issue here, right? Like, so there's, see, here's the thing. There's all kinds of guys out there in the game of baseball that had a bad year last year that are going to come back this year and have a good year. They're out there. They're, they are out there. And the thing is, you already own one of them that has the potential to do that. So this wasn't, this was expected. This was going to happen now. In a perfect world, the Cardinals would not have signed him to that extension, okay? Right. They would have got to the end of the year and would have had to decide what they were going to do. But I will tell you this. Here's the thing that's really going to piss some people off, and we're never going to know if it's true or not, okay? But even if they didn't do it, the Cardinals were just as likely to sign him to a two-year extension this offseason, as the lesser of all the evils out there because they know who he is. They just would have saved a whole bunch of money on it. Like they did with Wainwright last year.
0: And I, and I, I I agree with that, Uh, you know, and this, this market, this off season is light at third base, right? But I know Rendon's out there, but let's just take him out of the equation. because we know
1: They weren't signing him.
0: That's not realistic. And, um, you know, it, it was then, unless you're, you know, maybe the, maybe the trade route opens up, you know, we hear about, um, Chris Bryant's name, uh, possibly being shopped around speculated that he might be moving Uh, now cubs probably aren't going to want to trade in the division especially the st louis but you know there weren't a lot of options out there jim so i agree with you that even if they wouldn't have uh, signed this extension when they did that they could have picked him back up um even sometime during the year at a significantly lower lower rate and it would have been less painful perhaps but um no i'm not surprised at all but i do think that Uh, hopefully when they go into spring training and early on in the year that it is, you know, the best guys out there. Well, it's all we ask.
1: Yeah. So, so think about this. What would have probably happened because this is so Cardinal, right? Well, what would have happened is they would have signed him and it would have been a deal probably along the lines of what they did with Wainwright. Right. And they would have brought him in and they would have said, look, you know, Tommy Edmund, but, but, but who knows? We got Matt Carpenter sitting here. What if what if he plays well? You know, he would have been in there. That's my. Listen, people think, oh nope they would have they would have just cut ties with him. Would have turned the job over to Edmund. I don't I don't know if that's the case. I think they would like. I think you may have went into it differently because <clears> now <throat> you don't have the financial commitment. But I I just I mean, in the end, I mean it's all craziness. They like I said, they weren't signing Rendon. You know, they no. might, now listen, they might have signed mid I We're never going to know the answer to this question, and it's real, real easy to say, oh, yeah, they would have. Oh, yeah, they would. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. That's fine. Um, but that's how it felt to me. So, uh, you know, and that takes me to my tweet that, that I want to bring up. And, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it. and this is where I'm going to talk about what we do know they've said, okay? And this is what's interesting, Okay and you're going to love this because he's one of our all-time favorites and everybody knows that um, I do a show with him on Wednesdays. And you know, I I'm not kidding you in the world of, I love how things work out this way. I, I last night I'm, I'm looking through everything or earlier yesterday. I'm looking through all the comments, I guess Mo held held a conference and all this kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. He's talking about, a. a, here we go, we're talking again about a left-handed bat because now we know all of a sudden we have this revelation that, boy, right-handed hitters, maybe our park really isn't built for right-handed hitters. (laughs) Okay? And so um, he used the word leftish. Was that the word he used? Was it leftish? Left-handed-ish? Something like that? He made his own word up?
0: You probably read off of MLBTradeRumors dot so I'm reading it right now, and as I saw it earlier. That's something I tweeted about too. So he he
1: uh, so he made up his own word. It didn't start with a C, which was nice. But um, keep listening the whole time. He's that I'm watching this interview. I'm sitting here going, well, number two things. Number one, you got all kinds of left-handed bats on this team that are going to play. Your number one prospect. Looks like he's going to rake as a left-handed hitter, we hope. And, yeah. if, and if you were really serious about this, like really serious about getting a real left-handed batter, wasn't there one available last year that, was, that could hit home runs out of any park, Yosemite included?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I know who you're talking about.
1: So now all of a sudden we're going to get left-handed-ish. <laughs> well, now, okay, so... <laughs> Now we're back to, so Kyle Reese, I mean, as I'm saying this, Kyle Reese, and I love Kyle, Kyler 416, everybody loves Kyle. Prospects after dark, does all his stuff. I mean, he's awesome. He tweets out, as I'm saying this, the Cardinals have four left-handed capable bats that appear ticketed for substantial playing time. Now, again, you can like these guys, not like these guys. And that is three infielders, Carpenter, Edmond, and Wong. Okay, mm-hmm. and then one outfielder and Fowler, and then he mentions their best outfield prospect, that's major league ready. Rakes left-handed. They don't need a left-handed bat. Yawn. So now, people are going to go. Okay, yep, no, you're right. But Fowler sucks. Carpenter sucks. Suck. Okay, we're not. They're not even going to play. Okay, but my point is, okay, who's out there that's better than them, that they're going to go get? Who? Who's out there? Well, uh, one of them already signed with the Reds, Mustakis. If you like mm-hmm. him better, if you do, he gone. Who's out there? Who are you gonna get?
0: I, I'm, yeah. I'm
1: confused. I'm confused. It,
0: it, any, anything that's uh, more promising than the prospects that I think Kyle's talking about, and I'm not sure if he's talking about Lane Thomas or Dylan Carlson or. or both uh, Lane Thomas seems to be the more major league ready, but um, I love the way Kyle ends his tweets and he ended it in yawn. Yes, and and that's this is a same thing that I I, I put out a similar tweet and it was um, sharing this article out there that came from MLBTradeRumors I'm going to read a response. Same topic we're talking about, Jim. Um, this comes from uh, Cardinal Connoisseur and it's at Cards on Twitter. If they get another middling outfielder for the sake of acquiring a left-handed bat, I'm going to write strongly worded letter to my congressman. I might even curse once or twice. pick some damn outfielders and roll with them. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, the, other, the other response, and I like this one too, You might I don't know if you know that uh, your coach, Craig, at Bite the Shark, um, his, uh, it, it was a GIF, and it, it says, uh, absolutely, but not really. Um, and my question was on this, does this confuse anybody? Just this notion. Yeah. Um so we're all kinda of wondering the same thing.
1: Well, so here's I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people. So last year, okay, um the Cardinals went into the off season preaching about a left handed hitter, right? Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gonna make a move. They sign or or whatever they did. I don't know if they traded for him or signed him whatever they did. Yeah, I think they did sign him or trade for him. Drew Robinson. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. And I lost it. And everybody <laughs> and their brother told me, "Jim, Jim, that, that, that's a that's a minor league guy. They're going to get a left-hand a real left-handed hitter. That was the left-handed hitter they got last year. Was yeah. Drew Robinson. So yeah, when they, they, they a- when they start talking about left-handed hitters, Okay. Um, sorry, but uh, that's what I remember. So they're going to have to do a little better. So anyway. well,
0: it, they strongly needed a closer. They went out and got Luke Gregerson. Um, so not surprising. Um, I, I don't think Robinson made much of an impact last year, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, by the way, if you can't locate Kyler Reese, maybe check outside of your house in the bushes. He might be out there. Um, <laughs> for yeah. Ages. Love Kyle. Um, yeah, so I, I tweeted uh, again. Uh, I think the confusing thing about this is that we've been talking, uh, hell, even the media has been talking about, you know, the Cardinals, what are they going to do with this outfield? There's some refer to it as a log jam. I think it's a lot of question marks, but there's certainly enough names there, left and right handed, that we've talked about it on here before, Jim. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they have in this group, and I'm surprised to are they really looking outside of this organization? for some outfield assistance, I just don't understand Like, why in the hell would they even be looking in that direction right now? They've got maybe some other needs. Now certainly it doesn't mean if a big name becomes available via trade that you just ignore and put blinders on, but I, there's not, I don't know of anything like that right now, Let's say for Starlin Marte. We brought his name up on here before. Um, that was gonna be another thing I was gonna go to later.
1: Yeah. I... I'm just wondering, like, see, here's the thing. We all freak out over what the Cardinals say, right? Because, again, I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning of the show. Just come right out and say it. What you want them to say is you want them to do what you want them to do. So if you like a guy, well, and and listen, there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying that that's that's what it is. So, again, think about what you say. So they do spend money. So let's let's stop with that. Now, if they go out and acquire somebody, it it just may not be who you want them to acquire. So in this scenario, the Cardinals have said, they like, I'm looking through it all with calm eyes and everything like that, and I'm going, okay, I think I kind of get what they want to do. Like, if you were to ask me what they want to do, and I saw this report, and you probably did too, that I think Gould is tying them. And here's the thing about Derek Gould, okay? uh, There's people that don't like him. But the one thing about Derek Gould is, People want Derek Gould to be something he's not, and they want him to hold the organization accountable. Accountable for what? They don't owe him or anybody any. Like, I don't understand what people want him to do. But Derek Gould will be the first one to say, "I like, I have no basis to tell you anything, so I'm not going to tell you anything. So if he mentions something, like, it's real, right? So for him to mention that the Cardinals have been in talks with the Rangers – That would tell me the Cardinals have had a conversation with the Rangers. So I'm going to give you an example of a guy on the Rangers that I think is what the Cardinals are talking about. It's not Joey Gallo. It's probably Mazzara, okay? Because the Mazzara to the Rangers is probably what a couple of our guys are to us. A guy that you think should be better than what he's been, that you're wishing he would come around, right? Right? Mm-hmm. And if you hit lightning in a bottle there, you've got something really special because he looks like he could be a guy. He just hasn't been the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have a couple of those guys maybe. <laughs> they have one of those guys, maybe right-handed hitter for them, left-handed hitter for us. It's a good marriage, and then we see if it works out. And if it doesn't work out, nah, so so be it.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about, you know, and Nomar Mazar, right, from the – from the Rangers, who is a left-handed bat, right. and not the name that was in my head, I, I was thinking Joey Gallo. But um, you know, you know, Jim, some, for somebody like this, you know, if you were just going to flip, uh, say, uh, Randy Rosarena, who's a right-handed hitter, or uh, perhaps even Tyler O'Neill, I know some people would flame me for suggesting that, but um, I wouldn't have a problem with that.
1: I mean, listen, I don't. I, I guess I'd never say never. I don't see any way, shape, or form they would trade Joey Gallo. Um, he's an interesting okay. cat, right? Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't see it. I, like, I don't know how you have the guy come out and take BP in your stadium before it's even done put it on social media and then trade him for it. Let's be frank. Okay. And then trading for Harrison Bader,
0: <laughs> right? No, I thought, yeah, it's going to cost, <laughs> a you man, know, for sure.
1: Um, right now, you know, what's he hit? 250 or, or 200 to, two twenty, you know, whatever. I don't know what he did last year, but I know he's not, like, he's not going to win any batting titles. But he's an extremely uh, productive hitter, I guess, is the word, you know, you would use. But um, uh, he's a new-age hitter for sure, right? Like, um, yeah, here we go. Well, last year he hit 250, but he only hit 22 home runs, but he was hurt. But, he, you know, 389 OBP. Like, this is the guy that bats behind Goldschmidt. Right, right. Sure. Okay.
0: Are you talking Mazzara now, or are you Gallo? Go, Gallo? Gallo. Okay. Yeah. Like, see,
1: I think if you acquire Mazzara, I think you're right back where you started. You just have a left-handed version of somebody with a different skill set, right? Yeah. Like, like I think we all know. Like, if you're like, I, I've watched him for a while, and he's that guy that you've watched and you've said, man, if this guy could put together a season, he'd be really strong, right? But like mm-hmm. but like last year, the power numbers were down. You know, the on-base percentage was terrible. You know, and it's like, you know, why, why hasn't this guy hit more home runs? Because he's got big-time power, right? Like, I don't get it. But like in 2017, he hit 250 and drove in 100 runs and hit 20 home runs. You know, and then the next year he at two fifty eight had a three seventeen. You know, drove in seventy seven. I mean, it, he's not an unproductive hitter. He just hasn't really put it together. So, you know, and and here's the thing: he left handed and hit twenty home runs in Texas.
0: Yeah, I would think you know hour header in that park. You would you would see a higher home run total for sure.
1: You know, the, like it's just he's a not like Mazar is an interesting player. Like I would love to. Nomar Mazzara is the kind of guy that I would be interested. You know, he's, you know, what is he? He is 24 years old. Um, right. You know, 6'4", 215 pounds, left-handed. I, that would be, a, you know, his career on base is 320. You know, I that'd be a guy that, like, I would love. Like, I promise you that would be a guy that I would love to have somebody from down there on to say, well, let me tell you about Nomar Mazzara. And what, what I see, you know what I mean? Like that would be one of those deals. Like there's no way that his baseball card tells you everything about Nomar Mazzara, but, and listen, and, and so back, taking this thing full circle here. So I think in the perfect world, that's exactly what the Cardinals would like to do. They would like to trade one of their maybes for one of, for one of their maybes. The problem is, is that if I'm the Texas Rangers, I'm looking at the St. Louis Cardinals going, okay, um, Harrison Bader for Mazzara. Well, you know, while Mazzara hasn't been great, he's been an everyday major leaguer and has hit 20 home runs and has drove in 100 runs and has hit 260. Um, I'm not sure what your guy is yet. Right? Like At uh, least you know what you're getting from us. I don't know what we're getting from you.
0: Well, it's funny. You said 20 home runs. It's almost like clockwork, right? I mean, exception this last year where he hit 19, but it was 20, 20, 20. And um, looks like he's a pretty good contact hitter, though. And that's something that's the direction I could see the Cardinals maybe heading more towards. Um, you know, he looks like last year maybe he struck out 25% of the time, about 20% of the time doing rough math, just staring at the at bat. Sure. But uh, about 20% of the time in 18, which is better than a lot of the Cardinals outfielders have been.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, he, but, but see, my point here that's a guy that the Cardinals bring in. He doesn't make a ton of money, right? He's young. And you say, okay. Well, I'm not quite sure this guy's going to be a, a quote-unquote superstar, but we're no worse for wear, and we've added a left-handed bat into the outfield that, that, that could play. Maybe, right?
0: So I think that what is the, the confusing and shocking part, before you get into the article and actually read it, is that's that it's just a – a piece of info that you wouldn't have expected to hear given their outfield situation as it currently stands. Um, but I think that what they're, what they'll do in a case like this is they'll just approach it opportunistically. Um, you know, if they are going to take uh, a couple of these guys and maybe go in a little bit different direction, maybe more contact uh, versus, you know, necessary power and strikeout that I think it's just more of an opportunity. Um, I don't think they're out. I, I don't know that they're actively looking out there to add some outfielder. And I will, the, the, the caution I take in this is going, oh, you got our cleanup guy. You 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 just acquired a core player, an, an all star, and and I I don't know that I look at this and go, oh, that's what they're trying to do. No, I don't think so. Um,
1: well, here's the he, like, okay, so let let's be realistic here and see. I'm gonna I'm gonna get through it all here and tell you that my conspiracy theory now is the target is Mazzara, and I'm gonna tell you why. Even more now, and people are gonna say, well, that's all the more reason not to get him, Jim. And it's because he he's awful against left-handed pitching, which a lot of left-handers are, right? So if you bring in this young guy who does you know who who does pretty well against right-handed pitching, and maybe listen, they're the the, the Dodgers have a different lineup every damn night that comes down from above telling them this is who you're going to play tonight, based on. So maybe the Cardinals go, you know what? Who gives a shit, right? You know who cares <laughs> right like you know what we're gonna play Mazzara against we'll play Mazzara against right-handed pitchers and and then we'll figure out who the guy is that goes out there and plays against left-handed pitching oh maybe it's a Rosa maybe that's maybe maybe that's how Tommy Edmond gets in that, that's another way Tommy Edmond gets used in the line I mean I, you know what I'm saying
0: yeah it, no I know
1: it's like like this this adds up to me this adds up to me I don't know that it's Tyler O'Neill I trade for him but I, I think when you've got Tyler O'Neill, Thomas, Arena, and Bader all ready to play, and unfortunately you've got Dexter Fowler sitting over there with his contract, and, a, and you've got to get Tommy Ebbett in the lineup every night, that's too many cooks in the kitchen. So if you're going to have one that's sitting on the bench, okay, if you're going to do that, it, he might as well be left-handed and can hit right-handed pitching. Agreed?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, I think just the, again, I just think I go back. I think the headline just took me as well as a few others by surprise that, um, that's what they're talking about, uh, right now, but no, I mean, what you're saying makes perfect sense. And, um, they, they do have a lot of options. Um, but yeah, when you, when you look at the outfield, yeah, they do have a lot of right-handed bats. Um, but Lane Thomas doesn't, he bats left-handed. So, um, I don't know. You know, I, I'll go back to what I said before. If if it's a the opportunity presents itself and it's a it's a swap of a near equally talented player, just hey, you know, the Rangers are a little left handed heavy, and the Cardinals maybe, according to them, uh, are a little right handed heavy. So if you can mix it up and almost get a like for like production, I don't see what it hurts. Because there, I could totally see left field playing out to where you know Tyler O'Neill's getting uh, a a lot of starts, but he's definitely starting against left-handed pitching and, you know, Mazzara the other way around. I guess would that would be more Mazzara getting majority because you're going to face more right-handers, but, um, I could see it playing out like that, but, um, I, I, I almost like this. One, I'm kind of like, uh, I guess the expression is, "meh." Nah. I'll, I'll, I'll echo Kyle's yawn on this one.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting, uh, Oh, man, I don't know.
0: Thing one here, outfield. And I, I'm not saying that this is a likely. I, I don't believe this is a likely scenario here. But uh, the outfielder that excites me the most that could be available, looks like the Pirates are open to offers on Starling Marte. We brought him up. I love him.
1: Before. Love him. Love him, love him, love him. Doubles machine yep. at Bush Stadium. Doubles machine.
0: Yep, and if you go to, um, again, the site I've been looking at the most, especially when we get in the hot stove is his MLB trade rumors, um, if, you, if you look, the Pirates are looking for catchers. Right, and it's a scary thing because you know we, we we dealt a minor league catcher last year, and we've got one that's you know many think of as the heir apparent. But would you do it, Jim? Uh, would you include Kisner in a package for Starlin Marte? Oh, I you, would you, you, in you, a
1: heartbeat. Resign, uh, resign, uh, Weeders. Yeah, I would. I mean, I think that's a that's a no brainer if you ask me.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm, well, I'm not kind of. I'm definitely with you on this one. As much as I. I really like the way Andrew Kisner plays. I like I like how his his swings compact. It's short. He, 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 what surprised me about Kisner last year was how fast he was. Um, He's an athlete. A couple, yeah, yeah, great athlete, and I, and I really like him. But you know, hey, look if it if it nets you a guy like this, and if you get Marte in, I, I, would you call him a Marquee name? I don't know. But if you get him in here, that's that's the guy I would I'd be more excited about extending him or keeping him, versus where I was at with Ozuna.
1: He's a good which, player you know what yeah. i mean like he can do a lot of things he's the interesting one for me because i I've, I've said this a hundred times over the thing about tommy Edmond and the nice part about colton wong becoming an everyday player um and then when things were going well but you know like at, at times when bader was playing well when those three guys are in your lineup and in and, in and, and, and if you're looking at when bader's going well you're, you become really athletic and can do a lot of things. You're talking about guys that can run the bases and make plays and do things and do all this kind of stuff. So, you know, you can't have enough guys in your lineup that allow you to be athletic and be able to play the game. I mean, you know, being an athlete and being able to do multiple things within the game to help you win a, you know, small things that you don't think about and talk about. Take an extra base. Um, advance a base on a ball in the dirt. Uh, go from first to third on a questionable base. You know, things like that. Just important, man. You know, score from first on a ball in the in the gap or down the line. I mean, how many times like people want to get on Bader, and I know that. But man, there's been some some quality stuff for him as well. So I, I, like I said, I, you know, I'm not on the Bader wagon. You know, I like he. There is a certain point where you, I don't care how good you are defensively, you got to hit at least enough. You know what I mean? So it's kind of where I'm at on it. But uh, you know, in the end, the whole thing comes down to. My number one problem, if you've listened to me over the time, is I is the number one issue with this club for quite a while now has been roster construction. Okay, it has been roster construction. Yep, I agree. Okay, and that's why I say when you had guys on the team last year that were more athletic, it really gave you – I mean, that's when I felt like we were pretty darn good. And I don't think you can dismiss that, and I think the more athletic you can be on your roster, the better. So – You know, if the card so to to sum it really all up, if the Cardinals are going to go out there and they're going to make a trade like a Nomar Mazzara for a Bader or or for a Lane Thomas or or or, you know, and again, people are going to shit when they hear this or in a Rose Rain, whatever it is, Tyler O'Neill, whoever it is, okay, if that's the route they're going to go because that's how they're going to play it, and I don't think there's really any other way they could play it based on that conversation. Like, I don't know how you, that doesn't make you a little bit better. I think it does. It'll be in a conversation that I'll have tomorrow with Kyle because I wonder if he's looked at it that way at all. Or if, I, I know Kyle's on the train, and I know most fans are going to be on the train. It's if you're going to bring a guy in here, and it's you're going to bring him in because he's left-handed and you want to try to get him on the 10, then he needs to be a guy that you say, you know what, you're playing every day.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that completely. You know, if they're going to, especially where they have a ton of options, on the outfield if you're going to bring somebody in it better damn well be somebody who moved the needle right or somebody who makes this team significantly better who extends the lineup you you put them in ink every day not pencil and now with your excess outfielders you either use the deal for one or you deal them for something else that you need um after you acquire somebody but i i, I think you're you're probably gonna agree jim I, I don't see um that impact guy arriving in the outfield with the exception of Starling Marte, but then there's a question: Would they even sure. deal with individual Yeah, character
1: that you still be, got that shit going on. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Um, who knows? But that that's a name that would get me excited. The others, not so much, but hey, it doesn't mean there's no value there. Um,
1: I wonder. I mean, you know, I, like I hate to say that my conspiracy theory. I, like I'm not even saying I agree with it. I'm saying it. Boy, it sounds like like it solves some problems for you because. If you were to bat Mazzara behind Goldschmidt against right-handed pitching, and then sit him against left-handers, and mm-hmm. then bat, then then or, you know you could put DeYoung behind Goldschmidt with left-handed. I mean, I'm not sure what his numbers were. I, I mean, I know like I, I'm not quite sure, you know, if you could um, have a, a worse go than he did. So it's probably not going to matter. But I wonder for his career. It should only take me a second to do this here. Are you looking at the splits? Just the splits against the. Uh, Against left-handed pitching, if it's drastically better, um, hmm, I don't yeah. know. Paul DeYoung, I'm Paul DeYoung has not a... hit left-handers well at all at <laughs> first <for> <laughs> career.
0: So, well, um, maybe Tyler, and you know, Tyler Neal could be plugged in there as a cleanup sure, hitter. Either
1: way, so my point is, like I said, if you're if if you don't feel you have the resources or what it takes to go out and sign a dude, well, then you're gonna have to figure it out. And so, you know, listen, I'm not saying it's my first choice. But, again, trading from four right-handed outfielders that you're not even sure what they are and bringing in a left-handed one that, let's face it, it's got a little bit of a proven track record at the big league level at least. I mean, I don't know. But uh, there's a lot of people out there that if you read it will say the underlying numbers on Mazar aren't good. And I love that term, underlying numbers, but whatever. So um, (laughs) let's – Peripheral. uh, Yeah, peripheral, underlying, peripheral, whatever you want to do. So – I um I, I want to take it now over to uh, uh, the Patterson Tire and Service text line. We want to thank our good friends, the Patterson family. That's Patterson Tire and Service. They're a whole lot more than a tire store, folks, as it's real easy to get a quick quote on brakes or tires from them, but they do – uh, take care of all your needs when it comes to automotive repair as well. They've been in their community for a long, long time. They've taken care of their community, and their community takes care of them as well. So, um, you know, definitely wanting to reach out to those surrounding areas. So that's why they've, they've wanted to jump on our show and kind of take advantage of our reach. Give them a call, 618 797 6711, and they're located at 3718 and Highway 111 in Granite City, Illinois. Um, excited about uh, their they're, they're good friends with Kenny Oberkfeld down there former Cardinal and, um, excited about, uh, having him on a, on an upcoming show as well. Um, I, I love the 1980 Cardinals and anytime I get an opportunity to talk to one of those guys, um, that's awesome as well. And then, um, you know, I, I will say that when it comes to families and, and people that you know for a long time and you, and you try to, you know, I guess be a part of, a of, of a community and things like that, you know, um, I, I will say that, you know, one of the, one of the, Sons down there, Riley Patterson, uh, played football with my boy. And, you know, it's been a gr- really nice journey for him as he's a kicker at, at University of Memphis. And um, he earned all-conference honors. And, uh, you know, he's, Memphis has had an unbelievable uh, little season this year. It's went really well for him. But um, he's an all-conference selection. I, I'm telling you, it's, it's been a great thing for him. He was an AAC co-special teams player of the year announced Wednesday morning. This is a kid, you know, I, I watched this kid play all sports when he was young. I may wind up seeing this kid wear a football jersey on Sunday, someday in the big league, kicking field goals, stressed out, watching some kid try to make a 50-yarder a, a for the game winner, you know, <laughs> kicking extra points now from 35. But just a great family, and I wanted to give a shout-out to Riley because he was such a great – you know. well, he still is, but – just he was just a great kid coaching him growing up and did various sports. And just, again, just an overall good family. That's Patterson Tire and Service, a whole lot more than a tire store. Um, okay, so it, this takes us back to it a little bit, and we kind of um, got there. But uh, here's the thing. Um, they brought this up, and I wanted to ask you about this, okay? Okay. When it comes to Bum Gardner, okay, I will say this. His... Uh, numbers away from Oracle Park aren't great. And our friend here on on, on the Patterson Tire and Service text line has said, you know, um, Bumgartner has been a little shaky away from Oracle Park with an ERA of 4.61. But is the veteran presence worth it? So I know we've brought up the veteran presence <clears throat> thing. So now the reason I wanted to bring this full circle is because I wanted to ask you, yes, I agree with you. The veteran presence, you can't have enough. Okay. And let's face it. Um, aren't haven't we been to saying that Busch Stadium isn't exactly a hitter's paradise? Right?
0: Uh, yeah, well it's not I wouldn't it's not widely known as a hitter friendly park. Okay.
1: No. So, you know, it isn't like we're bringing him in it isn't like we'd be bringing him into Colorado or the, or New York, the Yankee Stadium or Cincinnati or Milwaukee, right? He's, he's coming here where you know, left-handed pitcher facing right-handed hitters, and aren't we saying that boy, right-handed hitters, it's really a struggle? Aren't we saying that? So, no. what what does that mean to you?
0: The uh, the whole thing around the, the theory around the splits. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I think that just look at the dimensions of of what is it called now? I'm I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, Oracle
1: Park? Of, you talking about San Francisco?
0: I, yeah, I still yeah. think of it as H.
1: Yeah. That, I yeah.
0: Um, you know, I, I I don't ignore, I don't completely um, dismiss them, but I think just being in the atmosphere uh, that is in St. Louis and it's similar atmosphere to what's out there in San Francisco. I know the parks are slightly different. Um, you know, San Francisco is probably more pitcher friendly. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's on the along the lines of it seems like what Safeco or um, I'm not Safeco, I'm sorry, Petco uh, is in San Diego. But um, I, I don't know that that translates. I mean, he's probably referring to, I don't know if he's referring to the whole career away, but I'm looking at last year and last year, definitely away. He was, he was five, three His his run run average away from home? He was 2.9 at home. Mm-hmm. Um, he's much better second half than he was first half. I, I don't know. You know, I, I, He's going to get, regardless, these are the Cardinals, you get a majority of starts at Bush Stadium. I don't know if these numbers will look much different or not. So, I mean, it's something to look at, Jim, and be mindful of. But, um, you know, let's look at some of the other splits of some of the guys we have, right? I mean, it doesn't just start and stop with Madison Baumgartner. Let's look at them all, because I think you're going to find a similar story with a lot of the names around the league.
1: Yeah, and so I, I we all put a lot of emphasis on like you have to look at numbers and try to think about what you get. But the thing that I thought was interesting was it's real easy all the time to start going well. Or, you know, like I'll use the example. Uh, well, you know, everybody loves Nolan Arenado, but he's obviously not as good away from from Colorado. Well, okay, he's not. But he plays his games, half his games at Colorado. Well, you know, if you were going to bring him here. So you have to be mindful of that, right? So in this scenario, I just wonder how sometimes it works in the reverse. Okay? So while you'd sit here and say – well, Baumgartner's a little shaky away from Oracle Park with an ERA of four point six one for his career. Okay, I get that. But half his games, if he pitched here, this isn't the greatest hitting stadium either. Right? So yeah. does it really matter? So that 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 was where I was curious what your thoughts were on it. And that's another one that I'll that I'll probably throw out on the show tomorrow. But um, you know, again, I like and again, I know we're not Oracle like we're not at the bottom. Like I know we're not last in the league and but I, I know we're not close to the top either in offensive parks. So I wonder if it really matters. Like would you get would you get him would you get a little bit more of what you see from him when he pitches there? And so the question then becomes if that's who you get at Bush Stadium, wouldn't you be happy?
0: We were pretty happy with Adam Wainwright the start Bush Stadium last year. Yeah. I mean, he was making you know, key starts at home during the playoffs. And, yeah, I certainly look at Madison Bummer. I would take that, Jim. I mean, look, he's – yeah, I know last year seemed a little bit rough for him on the road. Again, I mean, I'm looking at the team, you know, as well, and San Francisco hasn't been that good uh, in recent years. So it um, has nothing to do with earned run average. You know, that might be on him, might be on his defense. I don't know how good San Francisco was defensively. But, um, you know, every some parks are more extreme than others that will have an impact on, on what a player done. If I take a guy that's been in San Diego – let's say he hits a dozen home runs, but they'd be considered to have power. Now, if I bring him into Cincinnati, I'm going to see more of that, right? I'm, I'm instead of 12 home runs, he's going to hit maybe 18, maybe 20, hell maybe 25 hitting in a hitter friendly park. It's just, I, I don't look, I'm kind of with you on this, that it's, it's, it's Madison Bumgarner. He's a gamer. He's got a lot of playoff pedigree. He's got a lot of uh, trophies. You got a lot of not trophies, but he got a lot of rings and, um, I think sometimes when you bring a personality like that into a, into a clubhouse, it, it makes a huge difference. You know, look what John Lester did with Chicago. Um, they certainly felt it there. Now they're feeling it on the back end of the deal too, but um, you know, he had an impact there. So I'm on the, I'm on the Bumgarner train, but I'm also on the Star Marte train. Are you still on the Mookie Betts train? Oh, of Is course.
1: I mean, I mean, how can you not be on the Mookie Betts train? But I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, I don't see it. I mean, again, it's pipe dreams, right? But we can all dream right well
0: so, okay. well but uh I think I heard it on MLB network radio yesterday It might have been on MLB network TV but uh it sounds that the Red Sox may hold on to him for one more year um but if they were going to deal him at all, you'd think Jim right they'd maybe do it while they have two years left that would that would net them more I would think so
1: I would i well, I would assume but yeah you know it, so well hang on a second here I don't think that's mookie bats mookie bats mookie bats mookie bats isn't he a, he's a free agent after this season. So it is like, see, so that's the thing. No, no, this, this is it. He's a free agent unrestricted next year. So here's the thing. Do the, do the Red Sox get more for him today or at the trade deadline? Mm. I, they're obvious. That's- like I can promise you they put feelers out there and they're not all that, that excited about what they've been offered. So why wouldn't you wait if you're them? wait maybe something changes who knows what right maybe something changes and if not you're probably going to get at least what you were going to get for him at the trade deadline or maybe you make a run this year and you hold on to him and at least you know you have him and you make your playoff run and try to make your money that way and help your team i mean it makes no sense you know not to, to move him now unless you could get that quote unquote um what's the word that 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 haul for him which you're obviously not getting, so that's how I yeah see you're it.
0: right. He is, yeah. I, I sit here correct. I don't know what I was hearing yesterday. Um, I should probably pay more, better attention. My listing comprehension isn't the best, but uh, yeah, you're right. He's earliest free agent will uh, be 2021, so he has one year control left. Um, I think that, you always get a little bit more value um, the more um, the less of a rental it becomes, right? Oh, of I mean, course,
1: so- like if they were really going to move him, they should have moved him in the beginning a lot before last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Boy, I, I love suggesting that about Colton Wong, and and I've gotten some uh, not so great feedback on that suggestion. But I'm not suggesting what we do. Um, but I threw that out there before, and it had some mixed results.
1: Well, Johnny, come lately, right? What have you done for me lately? So you know,
0: yeah, no, well, that's how it works out, uh, especially on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I, it's this is this whole thing is going to be interesting to see how it, how it rolls out. But you know what, um, I, I will say this. I, if the Cardinals do anything to improve, I'll be happy. I don't care what it is. It may not be what I want them to do. I just want them to get better. You know, and that's not letting them off.
0: Well, no, I mean, it, it, you seem pretty realistic when we talk about most of these scenarios. It's speculation that we bring up all the time. And, and your some of your um, scenarios you've put together have been pretty realistic. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Look, I just want to see... Um, steps in areas that you need to improve that we can all see right uh, we, all, we all saw the offense struggle so anything you can do to um, yeah. look I don't want them to just sit there Jim and go well you know what guy, this many guys aren't going to have bad years again right not all of them a couple of them are going to bounce back and I think just going in hoping that that happens is not what I want them to do uh, I do hope that they do something that can give us a little bit more assurance that this offense will get back on track Um, So far, I haven't seen anything, but with that said, I am excited to see what some of the outfield names can do, and I'm excited to see some of the guys in spring training that we may not see with the club at the beginning of the year, uh, guys like Dylan Carlson. Um, I I am excited for the opportunities those guys have, but I I do want to see the Cardinals improve,
1: for sure. Well, let's be frank and say that the the number one problem for the Cardinals is that other teams are talking about doing this and doing that, and what we get is, is they sent Matt Carpenter home with a different workout regimen. I mean, seriously, that's what pisses yeah. people off, right? Let's I mean, Seriously, right? That, that That's it. No, we don't have to be ignorant about it, but that's it.
0: Yeah. Um, what was it to uh, – Matt he has a difficult time keeping weight on. I think that was what you're referring to. Um, so they sent him home. Yeah, they sent him home with different, I guess, dietary and uh, workout regime. Put on some pounds.
1: I mean – been an interesting career with him for sure. Remember a few years ago they they, yep. they sent him home because he was working too hard and Jesus, you know it's <laughs> you know didn't he have a rapid heartbeat probably who or whatever I don't know I mean the, the whole thing's crazy, but um, you know look I he plays for us guys he ain't going anywhere so I, so if he's gonna play I'm gonna support him he's our guy he's gonna play third base let's go Carp. Get ready the off season. Come back, let's let's hit two seventy and thirty bombs. You know that's well, what I want.
0: I said this on a solo show just a couple days ago. That look, folks, he's going to be in a cardinal uniform in twenty twenty. The earliest I can conceive them, if possibly, if they were just going to DFA the first time that's going to happen is going to be in the middle of twenty one or late twenty one. Um, when okay, they're they're swallowing less of that contract. Or they've got an opportunity to bring somebody up. It's not going to happen anytime before that. Um, so we're,
1: they, they didn't put cut it Luke Gregerson and his four million dollars. They're not DFAing Matt Carpenter. Exactly.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, again, they might do it in his final year, like they did Greg Holland. Right. But it, they're not known to do that. Right. They'll <laughs> yeah. write it out. They'll write it out as long as possible.
1: I mean, it's yeah. it's time. It's time. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Well, Hey, listen, a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited about, uh, I'm excited about any, any change for the better. Again, I'm going to try to be less, what's the word? I'm going to try to be less demanding of my own personal wants and needs when it comes to the Cardinals and be a little more pragmatic about it and say, okay, just get better. Just get better. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. That's going to be my new, my new stance. What do you think?
0: Uh, that sounds uh, comfortable.
1: <laughs> sounds comfortable. Very comfortable.
0: Confident in that. Um, you, it you, can be complex, though.
1: You think I can do it? You think I can do that? Only, I'm going to give it a try. I can promise you only, that.
0: <laughs> I get all four of them. My-
1: oh, geez, Louise. We'll listen. Um, all right, my friend. That's going to do it for us today. Um, enjoyed the conversation and want to thank all of our fans for. Uh, c- being a part of our polls and, and sending te- stuff in on our text lines means a lot to us that you guys uh, have embraced the show and, and want to be a part of it. Um, oh, as always, you know, we love the hashtag Ruffled Feathers. We love when you guys send us stuff on the text line. We love when you guys tweet at us. Uh, that's what the show's for. We want to highlight what you're what you're thinking. And I think today it was an easy one. You guys, there's everybody's talking about Bumgarner. Everybody's talking about Carbon. Everybody's talking about this. So, you know, we kind of – just put it all together into one thing. So hope you guys enjoyed the show. I want to remind you we're twobirdsonabat.com. on a bat.com. Subscribe to the show at the the website there. Find us on social media at Birds on a Bat Show. Find us on uh, Facebook, Two Birds on a Bat. Like our Facebook page, uh, find the pin post, like it, comment on it, and share it, help us reach more people. Hit us up on Instagram as well. That's Two Birds on a Bat Show. And of course at LineUp home of your radio, streaming platform for your mobile device. To all of our partners that make the show possible uh as always Randy Green, innovative Companies.com, residential commercial industrial that's the name you know and trust special thanks to them for their support of the community during the holidays as well randy and his wonderful daughter stephanie do so much we appreciate being a part of anything that they do uh to our good friends at adam's smokehouse the best barbecue in st louis can't say enough about them and their barbecue located on watson road don't forget them when it comes to box lunch orders and of course catering jobs I would love for you guys to uh, get over there and try it and let us know how you guys uh, let, let, let us know how you guys think about the uh, the atmosphere, the barbecue, everything. We'd love to hear it. That's Adam's Smokehouse. St. Louis, here's your cue. DrKristenJacobs.com reminds you, everyday skin cancer awareness day. Take care of your skin. Check out Ooh La, La Spa, anti-aging and wellness, and our good friend. That's DrKristenJacobs.com. GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. It's the off-season, time to get better. Located in Missouri and Illinois, that's GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. For my good friend Ron, not all. I'm Jim Cromer. This is Two Birds in a Bat from the Patio Studios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans everywhere. Let's go, birds! Go, birds!